Cool. Well, I guess that'd be easy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll kick it. I'll kick it off then. We'll freaking and we'll start this up. All right. You good? Yeah. All right. I think so. Let's do this. Um. So these are called follow-ups, and this is how I get to revisit previous guests. I have Jeremy Hansen with me again. What's up, Jeremy? <laughs> Sorry. It's all uh, right. Uh, I don't, uh, everything's up, I guess. I don't everything's know. up. We got a lot to talk about, and it, and we'll we'll get to that. There's a Jeremy's got some big news, but I wanted to follow up with you because you've been. You were in New York helping somebody launch a restaurant, but you were also doing a lot of videography work yeah. since then. Yeah. And here and also with Spokane as well. What mm-hmm. let's start with the fifty hour slam. Let's talk about that. Let's follow up with that and okay. how that went. What is the fifty hour slam? The fifty hour slam is a local event that gives filmmakers opportunities to show what they're about or have fun with making short short movies, short films. And it's a little competition um, based off style and uh, skill i suppose but um, it's all based on a criteria package that the 50-hour slam gives you so for instance in this uh 50-hour slam it's the ninth 50-hour slam and they uh, criteria was pottery makers uh three different styles of pottery that they make and it wasn't about the pottery itself, but it was about the um, the person that was making the art or making the pottery and their styles. Um, so you could get like a different color. Um, like you, at the beginning, you get a card. Everybody gets a card. It could be one of three different colors, and each color uh, kind of is coordinates with the style of the artist. Um, and mine was blue, and the artist I got was a. A, a pottery or a potter that uh, takes um, old pottery, breaks it down, and kind of recycles it back into new stuff. Second criteria, uh, I think, was uh, a location, um, an area in the city of Spokane, which this happened to be Cortlandt, or Cortlandt, which just would happen to be uh, North or Monroe, the new Monroe corridor. Gotcha. Um, and then, and then the other criteria was the location. Uh, uh, mine just happened to be a coffee shop on Monroe. So you get these criteria, and then you have to put together a six-minute movie with all of these different things in it. Um, and then also, there's another option uh, they call it the Easter egg, where if you take it, you get a an option to. Uh, oh man. It's like a it, the way you explain it, it was like a bonus or something. Yeah, it was like a it's a bonus. So yeah. it is it's a, it's a point based uh, system, and if you take the Easter egg, and you actually implement it into your film, then you can get extra points to advance you in another rounds and so on. So, me being the first timer, and not really knowing what I'm doing or to what to expect, I took it because I felt like I needed the most more points. More yeah. points I need the most advantages is possible. Uh, but on the flip side, if you take the Easter egg and you don't get it, then you lose points. Ah. So you have to figure it out. Um, so I, I took the challenge and my Easter egg was, I had to film a live 
emu <laughs> in, with inside the the the, uh, the movie somehow, um, which was a challenge. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyhow, I ended up uh, making uh, the film based on this elusive emu. Um, that yeah, you that was your premise. Yeah, that was my. It wasn't at the beginning. First of all, what I did is oh, and then also in the challenge, they they set it up to where you're making a real movie, so you have to go get uh, city permits to film. You have to fill out model release forms, location release forms from the business owners. Dang, the real deal. The real deal. You have to do everything, which is really amazing. And it was good for me because it really taught me uh, and showed me all of the stuff that you have to do from like you know, back start end. to finish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you only have 50 hours to do all this stuff. Um, and so I did it all. And the first thing I did actually was get all of my criteria handled, like right off the bat, just so I didn't have to work you know, but yeah, the you know, or, or get all my permits and all that. I just did all that first, got it all out of the way, figured out what I was where I was going to go film, and and then I went out and started shooting everywhere. And uh, uh, with with in the back of my mind, this uh, uh this emu that I had to find, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was really interesting, it was really fun, and you really have to be creative to, to do these things because you can't really you can't do anything. Before, beforehand yeah it's well because you would know a little bit yeah there'd be too much fit and finish possibly um but you know maybe people do do that and just kind of get their bases and then just add yeah. in their criteria i don't know if people do that or not uh, yeah uh but i had no idea what was gonna happen and so i created the film it kind of formed itself into what it was going to be and to me part of the 50-hour slim is like when you start it you start to finish so you're awake for 50 hours you're moving for 50 hours you're doing all of the stuff i mean you usually have actors editing re-editing and you know all of these different things they have to do to create the film which takes a lot of time and so usually there's a team uh, sometimes you have to go back out and reshoot and you got to coordinate all the actors to be in the certain locations and you got to write it you don't have to write it and set it it's just insane amount of work so um uh, people get ready for weeks for this and they, you know, take time out of their uh, work schedules and yep. then they go and do it. And uh, uh, basically you're awake for 50 hours. So anyhow, my premise or my basis of the, uh, of the film was all the criteria. And then just the fact that if you're doing this at a high level, you can't, you're not sleeping. So mm -hmm. it just becomes this dream like state of craziness and, so that's what I kind of made it like as I was, I was going and getting all like my shots, your, your ex live experience almost. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of just turned into, so basically it ended up the movie. I named it 50 hour dreams of an emu. Mm -hmm. So I'm floating around uh, Garland or sorry, I'm floating around uh, uh, Monroe going to all these places in this dream state, like what, looking for this emu. And basically I was doing that, because I needed to to get my points. Yep. But then the movie turned into this dream of me searching for this random emu for no reason whatsoever. Right. Um, because it is such a random Easter egg to add. Yeah. And then, so that's what the film became. It became yeah. um, an interpersonal 
almost psychedelic experience yeah kind of yeah almost. yeah uh, and in the way i edited it, it was almost the same with all these random filters and uh editing things that i did to it and it turned out to be pretty good yeah so uh and how'd they receive it at the at the show you know you submit it you know like a month and a half goes by and you're like oh, oh okay you know like i wonder if i got in there i don't know what's going on and then you know you almost forget about it because you know uh, well you go on with your life and you're doing yeah. your work or whatever you're doing and you get an email um or a phone call i can't remember says hey you made it into the top 15 and to me i was like there's no way i'm gonna make it in the top 15 there's no possible way i'm just yeah i'm single person um it's the first time i first ever did year. this yeah and uh, i just wanted to go to the go see the screenings and see what everybody else was doing yeah, get and check experience. it out and get the whole experience and I got the email said I made it in the top 15, which was mind blowing. Like, no way. Like, how does that even happen? And I think there was like 55 teams or 60 teams, like 300 people. Okay. Um, like each team has three to 20 people or something on their team. Yeah. Uh, me, I just had one. Like, yeah, oh, which maybe do it. <laughs> yeah, that's makes it even more impressive. Yeah, so maybe that's part of their criteria. I'm not really sure, or they're judging. Yeah, definitely could be. Yeah. Like, who's whose shoulders is this lying on? Is yeah. it a bunch of people, or is it just a, a couple? Right. One? Who knows? I mean, maybe having a lot of people is also impressive to coordinate all that too. That you would know be what I'm yeah. Saying? There's challenges with that many teammates yeah. involved and yeah. cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. I like it. So anyhow, um, I go uh, uh, I go to top fifteen. So I'm like oh, excited. I we buy I buy like uh, uh, five or ten ten tickets or something. And for my family, I'm like I'm gonna be on my my movie's gonna be on the big screen. So I thought it was pretty cool uh, and exciting. Uh, but then I got scared when it came down to it. I was like, I don't know, man. People the nerves, gonna, yeah. Yeah, the nerves start kicking in. It's like, I don't know if people are just going to laugh at me or laugh at mine. Like, so I'm just yeah. a dude. Or you're the only one who thinks this is good and no one else is going to see what you were going yeah. for or anything. No, it's the last minute, the last minute yeah. butterflies. So I almost didn't go because <laughs> of that. And But I was with my daughter and she encouraged me. She's like, look, you made it in the top 15, so it must be. You know they must yeah. like it so you're not I mean, the only one yeah so I was like all right well so anyway we went and watched them all mine was number seven on the um was in the middle of all of the the shows and it came on and people were laughing and clapping and that's awesome <laughs> so really good response and i was pretty happy about that even though it was like really hard to watch <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> you kind of covering your eyes. Yeah, I was like, oh, 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 you know, and then critiquing <laughs> myself with looking at all my things I could have done better. Or oh, yeah, because by then you've moved on. Like, yeah. that's not even, you don't even like that. I mean, this is yeah. a month and a half later, almost yeah. two months. You don't like that design in your creation anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, uh, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when yeah. You're, you, you're just, you look back and you're like, oh, I could have done that better. Yeah, or just the smallest. Or, I should have tweaked that instead, or I should have did this. and and I was totally doing that, like, oh, I should have said this instead of that, like, but whatever. Anyhow, then I got to the award ceremonies, and it came up to the editing, and uh, they called, I think there's two, I don't know, I can't remember if there was a, I think they just gave out one award for each thing. Anyhow, they, I got, I, they called me up for the editing award, which was uh, super mind-blowing. Yeah. I was like, no way, like, are you kidding me? Like. 
how did that even happen? Like, no way. So I was really amazed, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Went up there. I think I cried even. Yeah. Um, That's good. Uh, but we, I did do a lot of editing. I put a lot of effort into that. Yeah, you can tell the post-production. You put your time in for that for sure. Yeah. Like almost like that lucid, liquid dream state. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. Yeah. So you accomplished that through your That's, editing. Yeah, and so I was really excited about that. And then they had a couple more awards. And then they give out the uh, SEPTI award is what it's called, which is the all-around best film. And they had a runner-up, and they called the runner-up, uh, which is really great. And I'm all like, we're all guessing like who's going to win. And there's a couple that I thought were really good. I was like, oh, man, this one's going to win it, no problem. And uh, and I got to it. And uh, Juan Moss was up there, and he says, uh, for the you know for the number one, the, the, the SEPTI is... Uh, he paused for a second. He's like, you remember that, that story about the emu? And I was like, what? Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, they called the emu story or the 50-hour uh, dreams of the emu. It was really surreal. And I went up there and accepted the award, but I just didn't feel like, I should have won for some reason. I don't know. I mean, you, feel, you didn't feel like yours was compared to the ones you thought were really good. Well, no, I thought mine was good, of course. Uh, um, but I thought everybody else was really good. But also, uh, I really felt like I had no business even being there in the first place. You know, I mean, because like you're not like the formal. Yeah, I don't like, do. That's not what I do. Visual uh, design. For, yeah, it's not what I do for a living. Even though I love it, I think it's uh, yeah super creative. Um, uh, creative thing to do but also it's just fun and uh, I really enjoy it you know I'm an art person so I, I love that art form and I've actually been doing film making little movies since I was a little kid you know, right. my little brother used to do uh, like movies with big old camcorders and yeah, splicing the tapes together. Yeah, and stuff like that. So it was rewind, uh, record, rewind, yeah. record. Yeah, it was it was fun, and uh, so I've always had an interest in in movie making. But but anyhow, like being up there was just so unexpected and so humbling and uh, just amazing. It was it was great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good you took the risk, man. It is a big risk to put. Yeah like work on your own you don't share the you don't share the blame or the criticism with anybody right else so that's it's a risk for sure yeah well it was really rewarding just to know that i can get on that i made it to that stage and you can and you can you know, compete. I feel like yeah i can compete and uh, one definitely motivating to keep pushing yeah for sure and so far i have which leads me into yeah that's that's yeah, what's, tell us what's been going on since the 50-hour slam. So I've done a couple of videography things. I haven't put anything out yet. I've done a couple. I went back and edited a few things of my older stuff um, just to get content like on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to New York to help a buddy open up a restaurant called Lathoon, um, and they actually just opened up last night. Uh, oh, the first cool. night. Yeah, they finally got it open. But... Um, uh, when I was there, I had an opportunity to uh, go around and film uh, some other uh, 
locations. Okay. Uh, a couple Michelin star restaurants. Um, one out of Chicago, or sorry, one out of uh, San Francisco, um, called Lord Stanley, and I still have yet to finish the editing and put that up. And then also uh, Matt Lambert at the Musket Room in um, uh, New York City. I'm doing a little piece for them, uh, not for for me really, but okay. of them, which is cool. I'm not charging them anything. I'm just doing it because yeah. I, I love to do it and I had the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I took it, yeah. and uh, it was actually their six-year anniversary. Oh, cool! Wow. Um, partially that, partially what, you know, what the restaurant's about. Not a lot of commentarying these things; more just visual yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, for now, uh, until I can build my repertoire a little bit better and get, you know, find more time to do these things. But uh, um, and I think watching watching how restaurants operate without any vocals that's that's just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to put a spin on them, you know, a little bit like that and, and make them work. Um, and there's a couple other things that I'm going to be doing, uh, but I got to go back there and finish them. Um, but now time is, yeah, for film at making is, is a little more limited than, than ideal. It's a little more limited than ideal, but what I'm doing instead is something really amazing as well. So uh, I'll still keep making films just not as a uh, a larger part of my life that i as yeah. i wanted it yeah or as i would like it to be right um so it's gonna have to remain a hobby still for now <laughs> <laughs> which i it's love good, it's a good yeah it's a good hobby yeah yeah a buddy of mine uh we i talked with he's an audio engineer and, and he's at a point where he's like well i made my hobby my career and so it's yeah. It's just a different perspective at that point. You yeah, know? yeah. No, so. absolutely, and, and it's definitely possible. I just have to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. um, oh man, yeah. My career choice that I have right now is actually also really amazing, and I love both things. Uh, but I also got to pay the bills. So yeah. Fortunately for me, uh, which kind of leads into, I guess. Yeah, this next deal. So what happened while while you were in New York helping your friends? When I was in New York. You know, we're doing, we're building things, sanding things, uh, screwing things, like putting tables together, moving things around, painting, uh, sanding the floors, redoing the floors, like all the stuff you need to do to make a space your own. Um, so doing all of this, you know, as a business owner, you always get random phone calls. And what is that? Robot calls, robo yeah, calls. Yeah, spams and, and spam calls. And yeah, that. stuff like that. Or people trying to give you money or loan you money for your business. Or yep. Whatever. Yep. So I never answer them and I get messages and I kind of start to listen to them and I usually just erase them and not listen to them. But this particular message I got uh, was from a lady. It was different. It was interesting. It was uh, not the normal spam or robo call. I sat on it couple days i was like just curious i was like well I'm, i want to figure out what this is about so i called them back to see uh, what they were what they were calling for and she explained basically that they're like uh, they're like headhunters if you will mm -hmm. and uh, they are a company that is hired by high profile restaurants around the nation to scout chefs or uh, general managers or sommeliers that fit their profile um and apparently i fit a profile 
So anyways, we were talking and I'm, you know, she's like, well, this is what we do. We, we do these things. And I'm thinking, okay, well, why are you calling me? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I don't need, you know, uh, uh, are you trying to, are you asking me if I need to hire somebody? I don't need to hire anybody. Are you, uh, what do you, you know, what do you want exactly? So straight up, like, what do you, what do you need? <laughs> what do you want from me? Well, you, you fit this profile and, uh, I'm like, well, I'm not really, I own restaurants. I'm not really looking for a job, but it is on the mind for the future. Um, so we've been kind of looking, or not looking, but it's been on our mind talking about it. Anyhow, she asked if I would ever move to Philadelphia. And I'm like, um, yeah, no, not, not really. Like, that's no. not, uh, I don't know much about Philly. Never been to Philly. You know, I don't study the chefs there. I don't study the culture. I don't uh, know a whole lot about it. And I know a little bit, but... And she started talking about this restaurant that I was looking for uh, an executive chef for uh, in a situation. Intriguing. So we got off the phone. I started doing my research. started talking around to a lot of people, a lot of chefs in New York City, and they were really excited about uh, New or, or Philly. And a lot of people... Um, apparently are excited about Philly. And so all the research I did, I started to get really excited about it. And like, wow, this is a, uh, actually a pretty cool place. So even more and more and, and kind of like realized like, man, I should have been maybe studying or thinking about Philly more than New York this whole time anyways. Interesting. Um, anyhow, uh, they set up interviews with the owners and they brought me out to Philly, put me up in a hotel, uh, interviewed really amazing people, kind of my style. Uh, and it, it, we went out and ate. We went to the restaurant. Um, I really liked it. A lot of potential. Pretty amazing, really. Left, went home, or went back to New York, thought about it, kept talking, uh, asked if I wanted to come out and do a tasting. Uh, so they brought me back out, put me up in the hotel again, put me up on the executive suite this time though yeah pretty nice up there wind and dined you yeah uh anyhow next morning i went out and i cooked we shared the food and they they liked it i left kept talking and then all of a sudden uh, uh there's an offer on the table and the offer was good you know but i still needed to um make sure everything at home was going to be okay and you know, the family was on board and, and so on. Comes down to it, we accepted the, the offer. She wrote a, a formal offer. I wrote a formal acceptance letter. Um, and now uh, I leave on August 5th. And that's that. And that's that, yeah. So that's the news, the breaking news. The breaking news is broke. It's out. Um, <laughs> so now you're, you're, what's, um, Let's. I wanted to ask. You mentioned when you were going through things that would get you to feel good about leaving and uprooting your family and whatnot. Would you? What were the things that Philly had that so, uh, were okay? Yeah. To take a step back, real quick, there was. You know, for for one, my wife and I um, always had it in our mind that we were going to leave Spokane eventually, sometime, anyways just for another chapter in our lives. Uh, Thailand has actually been on that list. Oh, okay. Yeah, New York City, uh, London, or Europe someplace. Uh, we've always considered a lot of different things. Um, 
And if we were going to leave, I had to check off, you know, a dozen or so things, you know, cost of living, uh, quality of life, culture, culture uh, the job opportunities, so on. There's, there's a bunch of different things. Uh, and Philly checked off everything that I could want or what I was looking for. Um, uh, culture's a major one. Uh, food scene's got to be good. Art has got to be the thing. Uh, got to have good schools for the kids. Got to have a good medical industry. Cost of living is good. Transportation, you got to have a good transportation system. The right style of government. Yeah, and, it, and Philly did it. Yeah, Philly yeah. Check, checked it all off, off all the boxes, plus more. So what's going to happen? So what happens here now? So what happens here is... Um, we we're putting everything up for sale, all the restaurants up on the market, which haven't even done that yet, and there's a lot of interest. Um, and we're talking to uh, people right now, and I think over a handshake we have one of them sold. Cool. Um, so that's that's fantastic to a young chef that uh, actually worked for me as a sous chef a few years back. Great. Uh, went off to work. Um, uh, with uh, another another really amazing chef honed in his craft and has an idea, has a great idea, uh, which I think will work in the space that it's going into. And uh, I think he's going to do a really good job. And awesome. it's going to elevate the food scene even more here in Spokane, which for me, leaving is hard because of the part that we played in the you know growing the food scene here. And also where it's going uh, and what it's turning into. And there's a lot of promise here. There's a lot of stuff happening. It's growing rapidly. The food scene is getting better every day. And uh, it's hard to leave um, what I've created and leave it um, in the middle of its of its growth spurt. Um, but I'm also proud to say that I had a, you know, a part in helping it get there, along with others, and I think, uh, uh, you know, though if I was to stay here, I'd continue to do my part. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied with what we got to do here and what the community um, allowed us to do and the support we got from Spokane. They really. They really helped us out. Spokane helped us, you know. Absolutely. You know, helped me get to this point. And uh, the opportunities uh, to do it were here. And they will continue to be here. And uh, and now it's a, it's a really good food scene. Food scene and I think uh, there's opportunities for more people to, you know, uh, leave a legacy or start one. Mm-hmm. Like the, the chef that's taken over uh, for me right now. Um, there's a good opportunity for that. And awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you definitely, like it, anywhere you go, you want to leave that place, if you do leave it, better than when you arrived. And you yeah. can say you did that for sure for the community. And and that kind of touched on the second question I had about to follow up that, but what happens to the food scene in, in your opinion? I think it's going to continue to grow. I think that... The change that started now is, yeah. is still kind of 
gaining momentum almost. Yeah, I think it's gaining momentum, but also at the same time, the culture or the food culture or the food industry is mm-hmm. changing. Okay. But it's all kind of morphing together, um, which is nice. I think um, it's it's a bigger change than, you know, growing for one is when you're getting a lot of new restaurants, not a, new, a lot of new uh, uh, um, concepts and a variety of foods okay. uh, or styles. That's growth. But internally, the restaurant scene is is morphing into a different style uh and typically you have, would have one or the other happening but we're having a growth in both aspects wow which is um it's crazy that's a special thing yeah it's a special thing and uh it's it's hard and it's tough but also it's amazing and i think the opportunities are are here so that's so you're not you're not worried about it at all. You're not. No, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm a uh, my wife and I were a part of it and helping it get going, along with other chefs too and restaurateurs. Uh, you know, but it's not going to die if we leave. It's just going to you know it'll. It's missing your particular. Yeah, it'll portion. miss it'll miss us. I think, and we'll miss it. But that's room for for others to to step into those shoes and. And help it grow and it's gonna happen it's yeah. happening it's happening right now there's yeah uh there's some good ones out there and there's some good places and i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna miss being uh, a part of it mm-hmm. you know and you know but opportunities arise and this is just one that i would regret if i passed up absolutely so wouldn't it the way you know kind of the way you were explaining it to me is that this is the this is the progression. Mm-hmm. If this is the career that you want and you truly want it, like these, you don't just ignore an opportunity like this. Right, right. No, and it's total progression. And I mean, you could see anybody can see it however they see it. You know, opening up a restaurant is progression. Mm-hmm. You know, open up a second one, more progression, and those are kind of steps or chapters, new chapters. You know, and people go different ways. Uh, and then eventually maybe people just close them down and get a job or do whatever. That's just kind of my, that's okay. my path, and that's okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, at the end of the day, we're not uh, losing. We're not, the restaurants um, aren't doing terrible. They're not doing bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're just like any other restaurant in town. There's ups and downs. Um, and... Like I said, we're not, we're not losing. Yeah. And so, which makes it even more special that we're not, you know, tapping out yes. per se. Um, it's more of like, it's you cool. know, a new chapter. A new chapter, a true new chapter. Yeah. yeah. No, so. that's, that's a good, that's absolutely the way Yeah. To look at it. And there's some, and whatever, what happens, whether they, they keep your system and they don't change a thing in the restaurants or they change everything completely. Mm-hmm something lives on no matter what and and right. the influence the inspiration that that you guys have done here or placed here it's that never goes away sure. and so yeah i um i'm ex- i'm beyond excited for you guys i want to i'm i'm excited to see what happens with these places and with the restaurants you've planted here but also excited to see the trajectory that you're on yeah and, and uh thank you yeah the um Get that, get that Liberty Bell back or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> get the bell back. Get the bell back. Um, but yeah, I think my most 
important thing with these places, though, is to um, try to make sure that whoever takes over is, uh, has the passion, has you know the care, and wants to continue to run them um, with uh, with heart in mind, you know, with care mm-hmm. in mind, and you know, at the end of the day, you got to make money, uh, but um, at the same time. Um, in the restaurant industry, you know, I think you can still do it and run it in, that, in an ethical way. Um, and that's my biggest thing is that, you know, sourcing and giving back to the community is huge. And whoever comes in here, uh, it's kind of a, you know, a criteria that I would love to. To see carried forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's, you know, whoever. Whoever buys it, buys it, I guess. Yeah, and, does but, whatever they want to do with it so but i would imagine that, that those values those ethics and like the 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 intention behind your mission for these places is what makes them attractive to sure. a potential buyer so that, you know i would imagine they're already kind of there they are i think and the people that are um uh interested are exactly those kinds of people and um, they get it they get it yeah and that's exciting that's good Makes you kind of feel a little yeah. like a little easier handing yeah. over like a, it's your baby yeah, in a way. Right, I feel good about it. So that's good. Um, so uh, so in August fifth, it's all done. I am. We're gonna keep running the the businesses as they as they are. My wife's gonna stay back and maintain and help the new owners get the transitions done. Okay. And I mean, if we don't end up selling this one, then we're gonna keep running it. Uh, and there's potential to make pretty good money here in the next year or so after we pay off the debt. Okay. Uh, so that's that's know, okay. We, yeah, open ended okay. a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah, but it's nice to sell it. But and then yeah, I I drive out on the fifth. My start date's on the fifteenth, and that that chapter opens for me. Uh, the beginning of the chapter. Anyways, because I still have to be maintain this a little bit, I have mm-hmm. to be part of it, and, you know, chit chat with the chefs here and maintain, make sure that they're still happy and and uh, help with them, help them a little bit here and there. I'm gonna be coming back uh, once a month to to say hi and check in. Okay. Until everything is definitely trans. Yeah. Switched over. Yeah, switched over. And, um, so, and that's really cool with the. The new, the new place. Uh, my boss is really understanding about all that. He's willing to help. So that's awesome. That's yeah. nice. So it's really nice, actually, and they're really good people, and um, it's a pretty amazing situation. And, uh, or otherwise, I wouldn't have yeah. taken it. So it's, I'm excited. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to say to Spokane? You know, there's a lot that I can say to. Uh, Spokane, a big fat, you know, thank you, I suppose, right off the bat. I mean, just because it helped me get to this point in my life, you know, you know, it's, there's been a couple struggles where sometimes I feel like that there's not enough appreciation or nobody cares or whatever, but I really don't feel that way because ultimately the people here do Mm -hmm. and, and they show it um, and they keep coming and keep supporting uh, and it's been great. And, 
you know, and I've also felt a little bit of regret coming here and doing what I'm doing because of that, even though that's not really real either. And from the bottom of my heart, I really have no regrets on what I've been able to do here um, because Spokane has allowed me to get to this point. And if it wasn't for being here and open up the restaurants and uh, doing, having the opportunity to do things that I did, I wouldn't have this opportunity. I wouldn't have this chapter to open up. So um, I'm very, very much appreciative to the city of Spokane and the people in it and all of our supporters and the foodies. And uh, um, ultimately, you know, even the, the papers, the magazines that have featured us, um, you know, and just the uh, the food writers around here and the bloggers and the... Um, you know, all the awards that we've uh, received from, uh, like, the Inlander mm-hmm. or the Spokesman and, you know, the, the Culinary Arts Guild and um, uh, Spokane Coeur d'Alene Living, and it's been, it's been wonderful. So I say, uh, you know, Spokane, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep supporting the local restaurants. Keep eating food and keep, you know, going out and keep buying from uh, the restaurant or the, the chef-owned places. Keep supporting them because those are the ones that are um, putting their their life on the line, their efforts um, and their souls and their families and, you know, doing all the good things that the community needs to, you know, have culture and have great food. Um, just keep supporting those those people and you know, keep buying local, keep, you know, uh, keeping it in the community. And uh, it's been doing a great job for a while with that. And hopefully it continues. And, you know, Spokane's going to be on that, on those bigger lists someday. Uh, and if we keep supporting our uh, young chefs, uh, that'll happen faster than, um, than, has in the past in the past yeah so it's cool it's cool to see what's happening here i'm glad i was a part of it i've met a lot of people through the podcast and i've made some friends through the podcast and i'm 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 happy that i got to meet you and, and yeah. form a friendship with you it's been a yeah man it's um it's just cool when you connect with people and you can you can resonate with ideas and things and it's it's just been awesome Great. unfortunate and and I feel I'm sure Spokane's like, who is this guy? You've only been here for eight years, <laughs> but you know, for me to say goodbye on behalf of Spokane, I guess it's it's all right. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, it's great. You're doing cool stuff, man. Yeah, we hope that, yeah. like you said, that it you can definitely tell Spokane's recognizing the unique and the individual and the and the different, and so to see that trend continue to grow and be pos- in in the positive direction, that's that'd be awesome. Yeah. Definitely. And it definitely feels that way. So it's, but it, you know, people got to get out there and add to it. You know, yeah. they've got it. Like you said, you're opening a restaurant. That's a risk. You're burying your soul and you take all of it to provide for the common folk some culture mm-hmm. and its art and its expression. And without those types of folks, man, we're just another lame. <laughs> every, every, everything's a shade of, 
black and white, gray. We all wear the same clothes. We all do the yeah. same things. We talk about the same stuff. We, it's it's plain and it's yeah. it's no fun, but right. it's. I um I want to thank you again also for this exclusive interview, man. <laughs> the the breaking news. Yeah, you've joined you us here. Like a... Yeah, <laughs> we're here at IPK. July 26th. I'm here with Jeremy Hansen. Jeremy, you've got some big news. You're bailing. The the mass exodus of Jeremy Hansen, of the Hansons. Yeah. Well, well, it's been great, man. It's been fun and getting to know you too has been cool. And um, come out to Philly and do another one. Yeah, I should. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be fun. Or when I, when I come back uh, on my. Yeah, we'll check in. You know, we'll check in and. Have a beer, eat some food, and record a podcast. Yeah, talk maybe about we'll it. do it in a, a live setting in a. in a. would like that, yeah. In a kitchen. That's maybe in the new. Maybe in the, in the new. The new space. Okay. Uh, when uh, the chef takes over, go there. I, I want to check it out anyways. I'm not going to be able to eat it until I come back in a few months. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but I'm excited for him. So that's cool. He's taking over the Sante restaurant or the old smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. So I'm not going to tell you much about it. You got to check it out. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go check it out. That's, check it out. that's a good idea though. And hopefully when you do come back, I'm still pushing on trying to get some new, new ways to deliver this podcast. I'm going to try yeah. and start incorporating some video. I think it's time. Yeah. Well, so, I'd love to help you with that. Yeah, that's, that's what's been fun is bouncing off, like staying motivated with those kind of hobby projects. But, yeah, good ideas. And, yeah, and just like earlier, we're trying to get you sorted on some audio spectrum yeah. EQ. <laughs> I need that. I need yeah. that training. That was awesome, though, because yeah. it's you just got to click around until you find stuff, folks, and then you find it, and then it's it now you're in business. Right. Yeah. got to do the work yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I'm glad you got that in before this is over. Well, appreciate it, man. Yeah, me too. Appreciate you. Spokane appreciates you. And yeah. and the best of luck. You're gonna be just fine. Uh, everything's gonna go over smooth and it's gonna be an awesome transition for you guys. I'm excited. Liberty Bells. Liberty Bells. Yeah. Four. Four bells. Four bells. That's the goal. And a medal. And a medal. Yeah. I'll take that too. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, cheers. Right. Good cheers. luck. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>